Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Ezekiel 11, verses 12 through 21. And if anybody knows anything about the book of Ezekiel, they probably are familiar or have heard of what we're going to touch on in today's devotion, and that is this heart of stone being replaced with a heart of flesh, which is obviously a precursor, a foreshadowing of the gospel. It's very good news. But before we get to that, let's remind ourselves of what's going on. Of course, Ezekiel is prophesying through these visions, the destruction that is going to come on Jerusalem, the punishment that's going to come on the people who've been unfaithful. And we get a glimpse of that in chapters 10 and the first part of 11. And here's one of the excerpts in verse 12. For you have not walked my statutes, nor obeyed my rules, but have acted according to the rules of the nations that are around you. And as Ezekiel was saying this, it came to pass while I was prophesying that Pelatiah, the son of Benaiah, died. Then I fell down on my face and cried with a loud voice and said, Ah, Lord God, will you make a full end of the remnant of Israel? In other words, Ezekiel is wondering, are you going to kill everyone? Are you going to even wipe out the remnant? You've been promising a remnant, a group, a small group of people who will be faithful to you. But now Pelatiah, the son of Benaiah, has died, and it makes me wonder if you're going to take out the entire remnant. One of the reasons he may have thought this is because the word Pelatiah means the Lord delivers, and he's the son of Benaiah, which means the Lord builds. And so if the Lord delivers and the Lord builds is dead, then what is the future of this remnant of Israel? But then the Lord speaks to Ezekiel again in verses 14 through 21. Here's what he says. Son of man, your brothers, even your brothers, your kinsmen, the whole house of Israel, all of them are those of whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, go far from the Lord. To us, this land is given as a possession. Therefore say, thus says the Lord God, though I removed them far off among the nations, and though I scattered them among the countries, yet I have been a sanctuary to them for a while in the countries where they have gone. So what God is saying through Ezekiel is, yes, I have scattered people to the nations, but there's a remnant of them who I have been a sanctuary for even in the countries where they have gone, which is interesting because we previously understood that the presence of God was in the temple. But we talked about in chapter one, the first podcast in Ezekiel, and then it was repeated in chapter 10, which we didn't cover, that the glory of the Lord has left the temple. And now God himself is the sanctuary for the people regardless of where his presence is. This is kind of a revolutionary new idea. It's something that we understand clearly. We know that God is not in a specific location, but they understood God's presence to be in the temple. And so if you wanted to be in the sanctuary of God, you had to go to the temple. But now he's saying that I am a sanctuary to these people in the nations where they have been scattered. Verse 17, therefore, say, thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples and 
and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. This, of course, doesn't apply to everybody. This applies to just the remnant of those who would be faithful during the time of punishment and during the time of the exile. And when they come here, there, verse 18, they will remove from it all its detestable things and all its abominations, and I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my rules and obey them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for those whose heart goes after their detestable things and their abominations, I will bring their deeds upon their own heads, declares the Lord God. So this is remarkable. And as is the case with so many of these prophetic books, there is a immediate application or a more immediate application or fulfillment of this prophecy. Of course, we know that God will send a remnant of faithful people back to Jerusalem. They'll rebuild the wall. They'll rebuild the temple. We've talked about this in Ezra and Nehemiah. And they will obey his statutes and his commands to a greater degree than these apostate uh obstinate people who have gone before them. Yes, but they will never fully obey God's statutes perfectly. That's impossible for any man to do. And so that means that this prophecy needs to have a, another fulfillment, a deeper fulfillment that's further in the future, talking about replacing the heart of stone with the heart of flesh. And this will happen after Christ comes, lives a perfect life, dies a sinless death, rises from the dead, which we're going to celebrate here in a few days on Easter. And anybody who puts their faith and trust in him can have his righteousness attributed to them, can have the penalty that they deserve to pay, Mark paid. And one of the other things that's going to happen for any of us who puts our faith in Christ is our heart of stone, our heart of hardness and disobedience toward God is replaced with a heart of flesh and will be given a new spirit. The Holy Spirit will dwell within us through faith in Christ. And it says that we will obey his statutes and keep his rules. The truth is that, yes, by the power of the Spirit working in us, we will be more and more obedient to God's statutes and laws over time, but we will never perfectly obey them. In order for us to perfectly obey them, in order us in order for us to perfectly walk in his statutes and keep his rules, we have to be depending on Christ to do that for us. Christ is the one who perfectly obeyed God's statutes and perfectly kept his rules. And through faith in him, we get the perfection that Christ lived attributed to us. So this new heart of flesh, which replaces the heart of stone, this being led by the Spirit is something completely different than what they could have even imagined. Yes, there will be a generation shortly that goes back to Jerusalem in these Old Testament times. And is obedient to a better degree than those who came before. But in the future, there will be a generation of people who will obey God perfectly, not because they are obeying God perfectly in the way that they live, but because they put their faith and trust in the one Jesus Christ who obeyed him perfectly. And that, friends, is the gospel. And here's what we can't get mixed up. We are 
totally unable to obey God's law, to obey his statutes, to obey his rules perfectly. You could read a text like this and go, man, what I need to do is just work on being better. I need to live better. I need to be more obedient. And yes, you do. Your life will be more fulfilling as by the power of the Spirit working in you, you align yourself more with God's design for your life. That's true. But it's impossible if you think that you or I are going to obey him perfectly by our own works and thereby earn our salvation, earn our our eternity with God because we are perfect in and of ourselves. We aren't. Christ is. And that's the gospel. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for this message being declared in the Old Testament. Praise the Lord for the New Testament, which makes it even clearer and helps us to connect the dots so that we can live with this understanding. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.